0: Every day, our world is shifting and changing. New technology, new traditions, new relationships, responsibilities, and challenges. How can you keep up? Welcome to the New Rules for Your Life and Your Business podcast, where transformation specialist Holly Rovinger and her expert guests, along with everyday people, have conversations on how to survive and thrive in this new world that's continually redefining itself. Whether you decide to listen for the motivation, the education, entertainment, engagement or inspiration you'll want to tune in weekly here now with all the new rules for your life and your business is your host holly rovinger
1: hi welcome back to new rules for your life and your business so excited to have you here again this week and i think you're really going to enjoy the conversation taking place I'm Holly, and as you can tell from the introduction, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information to help you not only survive, but thrive in our rapidly changing world. I usually joke that we're morphing into the Jetson era, but there are some inventions and developments that are proving that this is becoming more and more of our new reality. And all you have to do is look at Apple TV, GPS systems, and the new cars that actually drive for us. For those of us in my generation, this is incredibly amazing. And how about our rapidly changing technology, especially on the internet? We no sooner learn one skill than a new one presents itself look guys, in my lifetime, I never thought we would have phone TV where we could actually see the people we are speaking with. And again, reminiscent of the Jetsons. So the new technology is definitely a positive. But the flip side is we have drifted and have lost a lot of the general etiquette of life. And we've also lost our way in a lot of things. And I believe we need to get back to basics. Doing this will help stop the overwhelm, frustration, feelings of, I can't keep up with it all, that a lot of people are feeling. Part of my mission is to help you step into your best life, which means engaging and being present, whether it be in your personal or professional life or both, depending on your situation, because only then can you become empowered and elevate the way you are living. With that in mind, I choose my guest to interview that will give you tips, tricks, strategies, advice, etc., to help you. They are gracious enough to share their stories and information so you can not only learn from them, but become inspired and motivated to be and do your best. And my special guest today is Debbie Delgado. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Holly. So great to have you here. Now, for those of you listening, I want to tell you Debbie and I met, um, I think it's a little less than a month ago at an event out in Las Vegas, and I love Debbie's energy, I loved her authenticity, and I loved her message, and especially the one that she's going to share with you all today. So without further ado, Debbie, let me read your bio. Um, Debbie is the entrepreneur launcher. She helps frustrated corporate employees take the plunge into business ownership And entrepreneurs who are frustrated with their business results dramatically increase their impact and income. Known for her gift of no-nonsense truth-telling, Debbie has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs launch their business results through her coaching programs, VIP days, workshops, and Your Business Matters eZine. Debbie left her position as a leadership coach at a Fortune 50 company in 2006 to start her own business, helping women create lives they love. As she grew and prospered in her own business, she noticed others falling victim to the recession and realized people needed help creating financial abundance in their lives and their business businesses, regardless of what's going on in the economy. Since then, Debbie has helped hundreds of women step into control of their own lives and businesses so that they never have to be at the mercy of what's going on in the outside world again. Bravo, Debbie. (laughs) So why don't we just jump in and why don't you share with the audience, what is your new rule for today?
2: Well, my new rule is that the very rules that you followed and that made you successful in the corporate or employee world will be the end of you in the entrepreneur world.
1: Wow, that's a heavy duty rule. So can you elaborate on that for us? Absolutely.
2: Um, You know, there are so many rules that you may or may not be aware of that you follow when you're an employee, that when you transition to the entrepreneur world, really will actually harm you versus helping you like they did in the corporate world. And there's so many of them. So I guess I'll just jump in and we'll see how many we have time for. Perfect. Uh, But the very first rule that I think about is the rule that says conform if you think about it in the corporate world or the employee world, and also what we were trained to do through all of our schooling years was to conform to the rules, conform to the roles, you know, conform to the responsibilities that were given to us, conform to the behaviors that were expected of us. And if we did a really great job of that, we kept getting promoted, whether it was in school or in working for someone else. As long as you conformed and followed the rules, you would do well on your reviews and your evaluations, and you would get promoted to the next level.
1: That, that's, now, fascinating, did- that's fascinating, Deb, because if I think back, and I'm going to encourage my listeners to think back too, when they had their first job, were they able to be a conformer? Because that's a big indication, I think, if you have any entrepreneurial qualities, wouldn't you agree?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I was one of those people that, you know, was talked to every year at my review about the same things. And, you know, the things that I got the, quote, constructive criticism on were all about my lack of conforming to something.
1: Yeah I can I can relate big time with that. And I think that should have been the the big uh red flag for me after my first job was yeah, there's no way. I was always trying to change what they were doing. I couldn't conform to what they wanted. I always saw a better way. I always wanted to make things better and more systematized. It's funny, you know, when right, you look back. Right.
2: So anybody that's, you know, listening and is feeling that, "Oh my gosh, that's me." Well, that's actually an entrepreneurial you know, spirit that you're feeling right there because when you're in the entrepreneur world, if you conform, it's deadly to your business because I, I think the biggest reason is that if you conform to what everybody else is doing, the people that are here to be served by you, they, they can't even find you. They can't recognize you.
1: You're right. You have to stand out and be different. You have to find your space and claim it in the entrepreneurial world.
2: That's right. And that can be, you know, it's funny because we kind of fight these rules when we're working for someone else. And yet it's really easy when you move over into the entrepreneur world to just kind of naturally bring them with you without even realizing it. So, you know, but this is one, again, that you've got to consciously change and say, okay, now, that very thing that got me promoted, you know, I need to drop it because it's going to get me demoted in the entrepreneur world.
1: Exactly. And I guess for people, you know, trying to change, if you're not a natural entrepreneur, you definitely, I mean, I have this with people close to me, you really have to just change your mindset and work through it. It's not easy for people who aren't natural entrepreneurs.
2: Right, right. So, I mean, that is a biggie and um, it's so, it's such a big part of our programming. As I said, I mean, that happens the minute we walk into a school, most of us, unless you went to a really unusual school, but you know, it's, it's been programmed into us so well that even if you know, you know, even if you recognize this intellectually, your behavior might take a while. To change.
1: Right, because it may not be so easy for people, you know, it's definitely got to be a conscious, you know, focus and a conscious mindset to take steps every day. But that's a that's a great example, Debbie, about, you know, if you're conforming, and you're used to that kind of going to your job, and, you know, trying to be the perfect employee, it, it definitely is not going to work.
2: Right, right. Okay, so you ready to move on to another rule? I am ready. OK, so the next rule is to play, play nice and get everyone to like you <laughs>
1: I like that. OK, you can't play nice. And I loved what you said in your bio that you have a no nonsense uh, truth telling way, you know, of teaching and coaching because I'm a tough love person. Totally. So I get you. I totally get where you're coming from.
2: Yeah. You know, if I look back on my life, Holly, I'm that person that people like I'm the friend that people went to when they wanted to know the truth. Yeah. And, you know, you know how we go to different friends for different things.
1: Yeah. And I think that's great because you're you're authentic. You're not deviating from your beliefs. Right.
2: So. So here's the thing, you know, in the corporate world. We really are taught that it's so important to play nice and be a team player. I mean, we hear repeated messages about being nice. And what I've discovered, especially as I've grown and really up leveled my business and what I offer to people and the people that I serve, is, you know, the more successful you get, um, the less. The less likely people are going to to just buy from you or pay your fees because they like you
1: and that's an intre- you know what it's very interesting that you're talking about this because they they say it's very lonely at the top like you know the president and CEO of different companies which is which is similar to being the CEO of your own business you know as an entrepreneur. You, you don't have to play by, oh, everybody has to like me. What they do is they have to respect you.
2: Right. And, and the thing is, I mean, and it's, you know, it took me a while to learn this, but if everybody likes you, you're, you're not saying anything, your message isn't important enough because it's too watered down. If everybody likes you, what you're saying isn't big enough. If you look at, you know, anybody who's made an incredible impact on this planet, they've been controversial.
1: Well, I guess the takeaway message from that is don't, don't be afraid to be controversial, you know, speak your mind, but just speak from your heart and, and do it authentic. Right,
2: right. Yeah. And I will tell you, you know, when I first started my business, I, my pricing was really low. Um, and I think, like, you can, you can manipulate this rule, even when you have your own business, without even knowing it. Because if you keep your pricing low enough, people will buy from you just because they like you. But as you, as you decide, you know, that you want to serve in a bigger way, that, that no longer applies. So at the level that I play at now, people are, you know, people buy from me because they want big results.
1: Right. And it, it doesn't matter whether they're, they like you and want to be your best friend, that has nothing to do with
2: it. Right. I mean, you know, they're, yeah, the level I play, nobody's going to pay me to be their best friend.
1: Yeah. That's an interesting way to look at it. You know, that you're, you're not in a contest you know, to win Miss Popularity.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, that whole undercurrent plays a huge role in whether entrepreneurs become successful or not. And that piece of wanting to be liked and using your business as a way to be liked and affirmed is absolutely deadly. That's 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 a a need that we have to get met outside of our business.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great tip, Debbie, really great tip.
2: Okay, so let's go on to the next one. In the corporate world, the rule that will make you successful is, or end up in you getting paid every week or two is just show up and be busy.
1: You know, and that kills me about corporations, like they don't trust you, as an employee to say, okay, I'm done with my job, I've been really productive, I can leave, I'm just going to be sitting here for eight hours, whether I have something to do or not. Right,
2: right. There's the whole button seats mentality. And as long as you show up and you look busy,
1: you're you're going to get paid. Yeah, now, that, that's incredible. No, I just say it's just incredible. But you're, you hit it dead on. That's exactly the way corporations are. They do not, it's not being paid for your performance. It's just, you know, you need to be here.
2: Right. Now, if you take that rule with you into the entrepreneur world, you you will be one of those statistics that we hear about, you know, where you go out of business in the first 3 years. And this is a huge mistake that I see entrepreneurs making is they transfer that rule over to their own business and they say things like, "I'm working my butt off, you know, I'm so busy and I'm doing all this activity" And I'm not making any money.
1: Right. Well, and I guess the question then, you know, poses itself. Well, what activities are you doing? Are they revenue generating or are they just being busy and, you know, getting what you think accomplished, which really will not be, you know, revenue generating for you?
2: Absolutely. And in fact, most people who have been employees of someone else have no idea what revenue generating activities even are.
1: Yeah, that's a very good point. They probably aren't even aware of that.
2: No, I mean, really, you think your paycheck comes from the accounting department.
1: Yeah, well, not when you're on your own.
2: (laughs) Right, right. You know, yeah, you'll have a long wait if you're sitting around waiting for that accounting department to deliver your check to you. So, yes, this idea of just show up and be busy, which, you know, will guarantee you keep getting a paycheck in the corporate world will do absolutely nothing for you. You'll you'll get zero paycheck in the entrepreneur world. So, you know, the rule in the entrepreneur world is you've got to know what brings money in, which is basically selling to people. And that's the only thing that brings money in. And, you know, I see new business owners all the time. And one of my specialties is helping people kind of make that jump from the corporate world to entrepreneur world. Um, and then making the jump from being a, an entrepreneur who's making no money to one who is making money. One of the mistakes that I see new entrepreneurs making is they're they're building their website and you know they're they're creating pretty business cards and they they really have no clue what a revenue generating activity really is. Um, and and they have their own rules about you know, must have website before make money. Uh, And a website will make, you no money as a new business owner.
1: Right. And for those of you who are um, corporate refugees, you know, don't put yourself down that you don't know this. It's just natural that most people who aren't, um, you know, really entrepreneur thinking just naturally, you've really got to just shift gears. And what Debbie's talking about is just you've got to like kind of reprogram all those internal rules you have. When you walked into your corporate job, because, you know, as, as Debbie's mentioning, everything is different. And while in the corporate space, I was talking uh, with two other women about this yesterday, Debbie, that, you know, people will come from corporate and spend, you know, $40,000 on a website, even if they don't have the money. And for God's sakes, people don't do that. You know, <laughs> that's not going to get you money and you don't need to be spending that you know, your focus needs to be on uh, generating activity. So that's a great, great, great role as well, Deb.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I agree with you, Holly. I mean, most people have no reason, depending on unless you were in a sales position in your employee role, there's no reason why you would know what brings money in.
1: Well, exactly. And people can't be expected to know that if they've never run their own business. It's a totally totally different world. And I think what Debbie's talking about with this new rule is to let you know, you are jumping from basically one planet to another. And it really can't be done without some mentorship and coaching, because it's just a total, total shift in every way from what you were doing previously.
2: Absolutely. Okay, ready for another rule? I am. So the employee world rule is don't risk making any mistakes.
1: Right, because the boss will yell at you.
2: <laughs> yeah, you'll get in trouble, you might get a little mark, uh, you know, in your review. Um, and so when you're afraid to make mistakes, you begin to avoid taking any risks at all.
1: Well, right. And I think the whole thing we're talking about with entrepreneurship, it's all about taking risks. There isn't anything, you know, that you you can do is without taking a risk. You know, you you take a chance, but you put yourself out there.
2: Yeah. I mean, the very act of, you know, starting your own business is your first risk, right? And then every decision you make, you know, if you want to be truly successful is going to involve risk and you know, one of the things we need to do as entrepreneurs is we really need to get over Our fear of making mistakes, because if you look at any hugely successful entrepreneur, they have literally failed their way to the top.
1: Well, that's that's interesting. And that's a writer downer for those listening. They have failed their way to the top because you cannot get there without making mistakes and you have to just accept that. And, and one of the things I teach Deb a lot is getting outside of your comfort zone. I'm a very big proponent of, you know, stretching that comfort zone each and every day. And, and that's the only way you're going to move forward, you know, is really just do things that typically were not in your, in your daily agenda to begin with.
2: It really is, Holly. Um, you know, I remember reading Richard Branson's um, biography and um, the thing that struck me the most in his whole story was how many things he tried and failed and how many people said no to him.
1: Right. And I know it's funny with the word no. A lot of people say, oh, thank you for saying no, because now I know I'm closer to that person that's going to say yes. That is,
2: what, that is what a seasoned, you know, conscious entrepreneur would say. But when you're early in your business or fresh from the employee world, hearing the word no can stop people right in their tracks.
1: Yeah, it's frustrating because you think you failed. Why are they saying, why are they saying no to me? And I guess, you know, you have to accept the fact it's not personal. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So this whole fear of, you know, either making mistakes or getting no's really has to be totally set aside.
1: Yeah. Well, knowing that your business is, it's a business, it's separate from you. You're a big part of it, but it's separate. And when they're saying no, they're not saying no to you as a person. And that's the only way you're going to move forward and get more business is accepting those no's graciously and moving forward. And just because somebody said no today doesn't mean they're going to say no down the road. You just never know.
2: Right, right. And, you know, you said something that I'd like to kind of tag on to earlier. You know, every no that you get in your own business leads you one step closer to your next yes.
1: Yeah. And I think once people accept that, they become, you know, more successful, that they can handle no. And it's hard. It's rejection on a certain level.
2: Right. It's definitely, you know, I've heard people say that owning your own business is, you know, one of the biggest growth experiences you can have in your life. And I totally agree with that. It's right up alongside for me, you know, becoming a parent.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to look at it. You are you're giving birth to this entity. And while it won't talk back to you, it does in certain ways. (laughs) Right. It absolutely
2: does. And it will challenge your growth in so many ways.
1: Yeah, well, it makes you makes you stretch and it makes you grow. And if you are consistent and persistent with it, you will be a success. You just, I think the key to anything, uh, Debbie, is just, you know what, not giving up. I think the only time you really fail is when you just say, that's it, I'm giving up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. All right. So, do we have time for another rule? Let's
1: do one more. How's that?
2: One more. Okay. Let me pick the most one. Okay. So in the corporate world, someone else will tell you what to do and how much money you
1: make. Yeah, they do assign that value, don't they?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just combined, I kind of combined two rules because I wanted to get two more in. Um, so let's, you know, this piece about someone else telling you what to do, you know, we really are used to that as, as an employee. Somebody else tells you what your responsibilities are, what your hours are, and what you should be doing during those hours. And um, it's a big transition for some people who start their own business because they're sitting there and nobody, like nobody's telling them what to do.
1: Right. And that that's the hardest thing, I think, for entrepreneurs if they're new to this space is, well... What do I do now? And you know, I think one of the things, um, at least, and I'm sure you were going to agree with this, but I advocate for is, if you're trying to be productive, everything you do, just stop, picture a stop sign, and say, is this going to generate money for me? And if, it, if you know, and if it's not, move on to another activity, and ask the right. question again because like you say, no one is going to give you this checklist. You've you've got to create it yourself.
2: Yeah, not only that, but you know, making sure that you actually show up every day. Um, All of a sudden, you have all this new freedom. And you know, if you sit around in your pajamas all day on the couch, nobody's going to tell you not to do that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You have to have that motivation. You have to want it bad enough, which, you know, everything, every conversation I think I've had on this podcast, it really can go back to what's your why, what's your desire. Because if you have that written in big, dark letters, and you plaster that um, where you're working, you are focused, and you know, you're going to accomplish that, because it's that important. And I think, Debbie, a lot of people fail to do that. Um, you know, they don't focus so much on their why. So that they drift. Okay, well, guess what? It's 12 o'clock. Oh, yeah, you want to go out for lunch? Sure, let's go. Which, you know what? When you're starting a business, you've got to give up certain things, you know?
2: Right. So it takes a lot of internal discipline, which, you know, it, depending on what kind of job you had, y- you may have lost all of your sense of discipline because you were so used to somebody else doing that for you. In fact, you would get in trouble for having your own, you know, kind of discipline it would work against you in the corporate world. So you just kind of lost that part of you or set it aside. And, you know, you definitely need to bring that back. And along with someone telling you what to do, you know, someone else tells you when, when you get a raise and how much money you make. And that's entirely up to you in the entrepreneur world. And nobody's ever going to say, please let me pay you more. It's a decision you're going to have to make. And it sounds exciting to people, but it also can be really scary to people at the same time because you, it, you know, it feels different to say, I deserve a raise.
1: Well, it goes back to self-worth, self-esteem and all that. And we could talk probably two hours. On
2: that. Oh, my gosh. We could talk forever <laughs> on that because, you know, that is probably the biggest development that you'll need to make or growth that you'll need to have in order to become a really highly successful entrepreneur. Because all of these things that we're talking about require a really good sense of self-esteem.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the more I read and listen, I was just so impressed by this statement that we all perform to our level of self-esteem. We perform to our level of self-esteem, which is just so dead on. You know, so spot on how if you don't have the self-confidence, you're just like all these rules that you're talking about to make that shift, to shift gears, to be controversial, you know, to make your, your own daily schedule, to make all your business goals. It is huge. And if you don't have the confidence, you know, it's almost next to impossible, you know, I to totally move through agree. it. To move yeah. through it. So I think it's obvious the benefits both personally and professionally to all the rules that Debbie's uh, spoken about, you know, besides benefiting your business, what you're suggesting, you know, personally, by making the changes, you're going to grow as a person, just because you've decided to make the change. And you know, whether you decided to make this change on your own, or you know, you were let go from a job, it's going to be a totally different world. So Debbie, Do you have any, like, steps people can take, like, to get from point A to B? Like, how can they accomplish this? Is there any, like, a few little tips you can, you know, throw in? Like, how to go from point A to point B?
2: Um, You know, for the sake of time, I think the most important thing that I can say here is that it needs to be a conscious decision to do that.
1: Right. And I like that, because you can't accomplish any of this unless you make the decision, I'm going to do it. And I would add to that, make the decision that you're going to be successful. And that failure is not an option. <laughs> and that, right, you right. Know.
2: that's, yeah, and yeah, I mean, a decision in the sense that there, there is no plan B, you know, I walked out of my position on a Friday, started my business on a Monday. Um, and I had clients and income, that first week but it was only because i didn't give myself an out
1: right and then you gave yourself no other option you knew failure is not one of my choices i am moving forward i'm moving forward with gusto <laughs> and i'm going to do this which right. is which is fabulous
2: absolutely and and as you mentioned earlier get support you know there are so many people who have gone before you who can cut your learning curve so much. So, you know, nobody should be out there, you know, trying to do it on their own. Take on somebody who can help you do it more quickly and more successfully.
1: Exactly. I think that trying to do it on your own is like being thrown into the ocean and saying, okay, which direction do I go now?
2: right it's it's i mean it's a it's a it can be a deadly mistake for an entrepreneur
1: yeah there's just so much and you know with technology and everything it really can can cut down your your learning curve time and your path to success really can cut it back greatly so i love everything so now let's just jump into what your favorite quote is favorite quote.
2: Okay, well this was hard for me Holly because I do have a lot of favorite quotes. Um but the one that I chose is one that I've used so many times with my clients and um people who follow me. It's by Eric Hoffer and it's in a time of drastic change it is the learners who inherit the future the learned usually find themselves perfectly equipped to live in a world that no longer exists.
1: I like that. I like that. And it goes perfectly with new rules for your life and your business. You've got to learn, you've got to be open to learning and you've got to be open to making these, these shifts and changes.
2: Absolutely,
1: you know, not not an easy path. It's the the path less traveled. But I, and I think I've heard this quote too, Deb that um, we are willing to do what others won't. So we can have what others don't something like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. I,
2: I actually use that one a lot as well. You know, when you become an entrepreneur, you're saying I want something that most people don't have and you will have to do and be things that other people aren't willing to do and be.
1: Yeah, you put yourself out there. You, you definitely put yourself out there in a big way. And I you know, I love what you spoke about all the shifts that people make, you know, going from a corporate world to an entrepreneurial world. There, there's a lot of changes and um I am going to list underneath our notes today where people can connect with you, and then uh, maybe, you know, if they're interested in learning more of the rules, you can help them with that, you know, jumping from uh, corporate to becoming an entrepreneur and open your own business. Because, you know, I think you and I both agree that the entrepreneurs and small business owners are going to save the Western world, and specifically, the Western women are going to save the world, as the Dalai Lama said.
2: (laughs) Yes, I mean, we're seeing it. We're seeing it already definitely.
1: Yeah, it's slowly changing. So, Debbie, any last words on being present with your life and and really getting this going? You know, I
2: just I just I do want to let people know that, you know, if you're if you're if if what I'm saying is resonating with you, if you follow the link that Holly's going to provide you, um, I've got a, a free recording for you there with with more on what we're talking about here that might be really helpful to you. So um, please take advantage of that. If this is something that's really resonating with you and if you're thinking about making that shift or if you've already made the shift and you're struggling.
1: Yeah, that's great, Debbie, because you've been there. You've gone from corporate to entrepreneurship. So we'll list everything and people um, can, you know, hop on over. And um, I love your, your recording. So I think that's great for them to have. So thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. And uh, thank you to all my listeners for joining us on new rules for your life and your business. This is Holly signing off for today. Have a great week and remember to always have a positive mindset so you can live healthier and wealthier and happier with passion. And before we go, Debbie has learned how to shift gears from corporate to entrepreneurship and the question i have for all those listening are you ready to do this
0: today's show has been sponsored by the empress cloth on amazon the check it out save time save money save the environment a much healthier way to clean for you your family your loved ones and your pets Thanks for listening to the new rules for your life and your business podcast. If you're listening and you want to grab contact details for today's guest, information on resources mentioned, or any other show notes, head over to hollyrovinger.com for complete details. That's www.hollyrovinger.com. We would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. So leave us a comment on the website or an honest review on iTunes. And to get regular tips to help you in today's rapidly changing world, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the new rules for your life and your business.